Southwest of the capital city of Airpike, the town of Kreldin sent word out to neighboring settlements of a disturbance close to the abandoned mine on the outskirts of town. Reports of the risen dead wandering just beyond the entrance had the locals spooked. So far, there had been no sightings inside the town. Still, this was something to be concerned with, and posters were sent out for aid. Within days, a tall, dark gunslinger rode her way into town. Talia was pretty confident that she'd be able to handle a few undead. She came across them once and found that shooting them in the head and removing it from the body was a pretty effective method of dispatching them. After speaking to the local sheriff, she made her way to the inn and adjoining saloon, intending to spend the night and set out first thing in the morning. That's when she walked in. Dressed all in white, she moved to the bar as if floating, removing her hood and revealing a cascade of silver-blonde curls. Talia sat up straighter, watching the woman as she motioned for a drink. The bartender hesitated, clearly unnerved by the woman's presence, but did as asked. It was then that the woman turned to look in Talia's direction, and the gunslinger could feel her heart stop at the sight of silver eyes and beauty that rivaled the moon. Selene had also seen the postels, following the call for aid to deal with the undead. She intended to face them in the morning, after she had time to rest and to seek guidance from the undertaker through her cards. She didn't seem bothered by the looks that followed her, nor the quick glances at her neck where her holy symbol, the skull of a crow, sat against her throat. She could feel the eyes on her back as she took small sips of her drink and turned to view's room. At a table sat far away from the other patrons, Celine spotted a person sitting in the shadows, sepia skin, dark hair, and under the wide-brimmed hat, a pair of gold eyes that seemed to glow in the darkness. Celine watched as the stranger stood and walked over to her, taking note of the long scar across their nose and their pointed ears, one of which was half-mangled. The stranger walked right up to her and sat down at the bar beside her, giving her a warm, slow smile. Well, aren't you a cool drink of water in this wasteland? I prefer something with a little more of a bite. She didn't smell human. Talia had been around all sorts of people in her travels, and humans had a specific smell to them. This woman? She smelled like the forest in autumn. Cool and crisp leaves carried on the wind under a full moon. Talia had never in her life encountered this kind of a scent from anyone. What's your name, darling? Hmm. Isn't it rude to ask a lady's name without first offering your own? <laughs> Talia Gray. They call me the Reaper. The Reaper? Such an ostentatious title. I suppose but it suits me. 
I'm sure it does. And you are? Hmm. Celine Argent. They call me the Wanderer in White. Well, that title most definitely suits you. The two spent their evening talking and flirting, obviously intrigued by one another. Talia was all too eager to invite Celine into our bed. Celine smiled and giggled, turning her head coyly and dropping her eyelids, just so. But she turned her down. Talia cleaned. She knew this game, and was happy to play it with this alluring stranger. As they continued talking late into the evening, they discovered they were both in town for the same reason, to dispose of the rumored undead. When they eventually parted ways for the night, each teased the other that they would be the one to reach the bounty first. Talia set out towards the abandoned mines as the sun rose. Always an early riser, she intended to get the job over with as soon as possible, collect the money, and move on. Unfortunately for the gunslinger, the poster's estimation for the number of undead to be dealt with was vastly miscalculated. As she made her way through the mines, she was suddenly overwhelmed with at least 20 rotting corpses. They surrounded her. She shot off round after round, but there were too many. Too many. And they were closing in. As panic gripped her chest, a sudden wave of bright white light erupted from behind her, the corpses cowering at the blinding blaze and shrinking back in terror. Talia turned to see Celine. Her arms open, her eyes milk white, and her entire form seeming to glow as the crow skull around her throat trembled with power. Talia watched in amazement as Celine drove back the undead. Seeing the opportunity, Talia once again began her assault, firing alongside Celine with surprise and ease. The two fought as if they had been fighting alongside one another for years. Their steps falling naturally in time with the others, Talia firing with deadly precision as Celine summons the will of the Undertaker to destroy the abominations. When the Horde of Undead was finally taken care of, Celine wasted no time in healing the wounds that Talia had sustained. The gunslinger watched in astonishment as she felt the warm healing energy flow through her. She had heard of people who could use healing magic gifted to them by the gods, but she had never seen or felt it. Celine scolded her for her reckless behavior. Talia simply smiled at her, pointing out that it was just part of the job. The two moved further into the mine, expecting to find more undead. But to their surprise, they found a man. Startled that he had been discovered, the man flew into a rage, proclaiming how they would all pay for dismissing his intelligence. He raised his arms and fired off a wave of magic at the two intruders before vanishing on the spot. It was then that Celine realized what was really going on. The man they had come upon was a wizard, a necromancer, 
and he had been the cause of the risen dead. The two made their way back to town, a little worse for the wear. After reporting their findings to the sheriff, the two decided that it would benefit them both to see the job through to the end together. If you're going to finish this job, you might as well do it as a team. You're better at dealing with this undead nonsense, and I can track down the necromancer. As long as you keep your hands to yourself, I don't see a problem. My hands will only travel where you want them to, darling. They followed the wizard for two weeks straight as he headed north and then to the east towards Airpark. Along the way, Celine and Talia started to get to know each other better. Just a superficial friendship, of course. This is only a job, and they would part after it was done. The necromancer stopped in a small community, raising some of their dead and letting them loose into the streets as a distraction. Talia and Celine were able to stop the attack, but once again the necromancer got away. That night, the two stopped dancing around each other and finally shared a room. When their hunt continued, their newfound intimacy allowed their small talk to become more personal. They spoke of their pasts and what they wanted for their futures. Emotions started to bloom between them. Neither would admit it so, not wishing to complicate things. Still, as the days passed and the nights were spent in the same bed, things became very complicated. They finally caught up to the wizard in the township between Nexton and Vilvale where he was preparing to gather more undead for a march on Airpike. They managed to destroy the risen dead, Celine pushing them back easily, but the wizard had enough magic to put up one hell of a fight. But even he was no match for the gunslinger and the cleric together. Finally, in desperation, he sent a bolt of lightning straight for Celine. Talia watched as time seemed to slow down laying out before her eyes as a deadly bolt shot straight towards the heart of the woman that she was growing to love. She grabbed the cleric's arm and quickly pulled her away, taking the spell directly in the chest. Tally was dead before she hit the ground. Celine watched as the spell hit Talia, time slowing down for her in those moments as she watched her companion fall to the ground, her body still and lifeless. Anguish washed over her, then anguish turned to rage. She stood, screaming as tears ran down her cheeks. She summoned up every last ounce of energy she had, forming it into a guiding bolt of pure light, and sent it hurling towards the necromancer. The bolt pierced his heart, killing him instantly as the light shattered his body. 
Celine ran to Talia's side, crouching down beside her and pulling her onto her back, her hands shaking as she tried to think of something to heal her, anything to bring her back. But she had nothing. Talia, no. Mon amour, s'il te plaît, ne pars pas. She placed her hands on Talia's cheeks and cried out to the undertaker. Her sobs rang out as she prayed desperately for something, anything to save her. Her crew companion Cortez landed on her shoulder and began to call loudly. He was joined by other crows in the area, crying out until their clamor drowned out the world around them. Celine felt something inside her swell. Not just the energy of her magic, but something new. A power unlike anything she had ever felt before. And yet, in that moment, she suddenly knew exactly what to do. She placed her hands on Talia's chest, and her eyes went white. By the grace of the Undertaker, I call you back, Talia Clay. A warm, white light formed in her hands, spreading slowly into Talia's still form. A moment later, the gunslinger's eyes flew open, and she gasped as life flowed back into her body. Celine! Talia! Oh, Talia! Celine had managed to revive her companion, somehow, despite being completely exhausted of magic she had managed to pull Talia's soul back from the beyond. They made their way back to Quirlden, the wizard's head as proof of the bounty. There was a melancholy about both of them as they traveled back, despite their victory, and doing exactly what they had set out to do. Both of them knowing they must part ways at the end of their journey, and neither of them with the courage to tell the other how they felt. As they had agreed, they split the reward money, 50-50, and reluctantly said their goodbyes. Celine got on her horse and made her way out of town, refusing to look back. Determined, as always, not to let the past haunt her, she would move forward and wander on, no matter what sorrow or regret she left behind. However, moments after she had left town, she heard galloping hoofbeats behind her, and she let out a startled gasp as Talia rode up beside her. So I have to apologize. Apologize? For what? I know we didn't want to complicate things, since this was just a job and all. But see, I think I may have fallen in love with you. And I was hoping I might get the chance to prove to you I might be someone worth making things complicated with. Celine let a few moments pass between them in silence when she finally spoke. Well, I suppose then I owe you an apology as well. Because... I fear I have the same problem. 
and I think I might enjoy if things got complicated. From that moment on, Tales of the Reaper and Tales of the Wanderer in White would be one and the same. The two were inseparable, taking up jobs and bounties as they wandered the district together. Nearly one year after the defeat of the Necromancer, the two found themselves making their way to the town of Blackwater. Reports of people missing and a call for aid. So our story begins. Thank you so much for listening to Let's Be Legendary. If you enjoyed our story, please rate and review on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It helps us immensely. For news and extra content, visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com or follow us on Facebook at Let's Be Legendary, Twitter at Let's Be Legend Pod, and Tumblr at Let's Be Legendary Pod. Please be sure to say hello. We love meeting everyone. To get early access to episodes, art, and exclusive content, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. Bonus episodes, exclusive art, Q&As with the characters, AMAs with the players, and behind-the-scenes material are just some of the things you'll get as a patron. Find us at patreon.com slash podcast. Every dollar helps. We couldn't do this without your support. Talia Gray is played by Chris Sasscouncil, Celine Argent is played by Megzi Sasscouncil, and our Dungeon Master is Danny Gressman. Our producer and lead editor is Danny Gressman, pronouns she, her. Producer, director, and editor is Chris Sasscouncil, pronouns they, them. Producer and art director is Megzi Sasscouncil, pronouns she, her. The song, The Shadow of the Undertaker, was written and performed by Sons of Perdition and is featured in the Backwater Gospel animated short presented by the Animation Workshop. For more information, please visit sonsofperdition.com or follow them on Facebook at sonsofperdition.music. Thanks again, Zeb. For music and sound effects, please visit our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com for a full list of credits. Celine's tarot deck is The Shades of Magic by Jess Gore, and the tarot guide used in the game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary. Legendary.